Hello, and welcome to the Austin and Steve Experiment. I'm your host, Austin, and I'm actually going to be solo today. Um, Steve is not with me, and I'm going to start, I'm going to launch our, uh, our SU men's basketball and just general NCAA basketball podcast series. And um, I hope to get Steve on here with me, talking maybe Notre Dame basketball, even though the probably not going to make the tournament, but that's all right, Steve. <laughs> um, today I'm going to kind of recap the Louisville win last night. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Zion's injury and also go into a little bit the Jim Beheim situation and then the game Friday or Saturday that's going to between Duke and Syracuse. So, all right, let's get right into it. All right, we're going to start with uh, Louisville, the Louisville game. Um, Syracuse won 69-49. The game that was never really close. I mean, Louisville, they were within striking distance all for throughout most of the game, but Syracuse made enough plays that it seemed like whenever Louisville was getting on a run that Syracuse just made a play, whether it was a clutch basket or just a blocker any it was just it just never seemed that close even though the score through through at times felt like it was closer um some of the keys of the game buddy Beheim was four of nine from three which was huge and <clears throat> a lot of those were timely obviously like i said timely shooting really was a key in the game um Elijah Hughes was big. He kind of bounced back from a rough stretch against NC State, and he uh, led the scoring with 18. Uh, O'Shea Brissett also kind of bounced back from a rough game against NC State, and um, he had I think 14. And he just he did most of his damage in the first half, but he really kind of got that game rolling in the beginning. It was a huge part of that win <clears throat> um some of the interesting some i was looking at the box score and some things that stuck out to me um frank howard only played 11 minutes i think and buddy ended up playing 31 just kind of telling to me the way i mean frank howard's still starting and so is um pascal chuku but both of them their minutes just seem to keep slowly decreasing um, Howard didn't score at all. He only he took one shot from the field and he didn't score. But um, I, I just I just think it's time for Buddy to get that chance to start. And he had fourteen really crucial points, and <clears throat> he didn't have his best game against NC State, and that's kind of why they lost. But I mean, not not the only reason they lost, but. They they need more shooting, and in the case of Chuku, when he's on the floor, they're just it's four on five offensively. I mean, I know his presence in the middle is really crucial defensively, but um, it's it's just they they need Merrick in there. Merrick was huge. He only had six. He only had six points, but he. I mean, he's such a great passer, and he's a good rebounder for his size. I mean, he's only like 190 
Like he's really skinny. He's not big, but he gets after it on the boards. They they just need playmaking and he brings a lot of that to them. I I think that they need to insert both Beheim and Dolajai into the starting lineup and just see if that makes a difference. Maybe the Howard and uh, Chuku will play better if they're coming off the bench. But I, I just think that a change needs to be made. And I think last night was a perfect example of why. And I think that we're probably moving toward that just based on the minute distribution. Um, it, was, I was, it was interesting. They didn't play Sidibe at all. And, and they didn't play Jalen Carey at all. I, I, it just it seems like they I mean we're halfway more than halfway through the season and they just they have no idea the coaching staff that is has no idea who they want to play for they're still trying to figure that out so hopefully over these next few games I mean they only have I think four five games left in ACC play before the term the ACC tournament I mean they just they need to figure out the lineup because that's part of the problem, why they can't score. And I think uh, Chuku played 16 minutes, and Dolajai outpaced him in minutes with 23. So, I mean, he, Merrick has started, I think, a few games this year, but it'll be interesting to see what happens Saturday in regards to the lineup. But, I mean, it's hard with Chuku on offense because it's basically four on five. I mean, he whenever he sets a screen, he rolls to the basket. But I don't think they've ever given him the ball. I mean, they just they know. I mean, he he's either gonna drop it or he's just gonna airmail it. I mean, they need a threat in there. I think Merrick, it's Merrick's time to kind of step up into that role. Even though he's a little bit undersized and not as long as Chuku, but they just need a threat at the five. To really kind of complete their team. Overall, this was this is a classic Syracuse win. They play the zone was suffocating. They played. I mean, there was just really good defense across the board, and they made their threes. And I mean, the the score didn't get too high, and that's how. I mean, the Duke game is one of the rare instances where Syracuse gets in a shootout and they win because it just seems like they once they reach 60 points 70 points they just that's their ceiling um and that's part of why i think a change needs to be made in regards to the the lineup i think that you'll probably see that saturday but we'll see um i'm gonna briefly address the Beheim, I mean, the story today was um, Jim Beheim was involved in an accident last night um, after the game. He was driving home with his family, and uh, there was, and he had to avoid an accident that ended up being in the middle of the road. And he, in avoiding the accident, he um, accidentally hit and killed a man. Um, my thoughts and prayers are with the Amenas family and with the Beheim family because this obviously was not intentional. It wasn't a hit and run. He did all the 
he did everything right, Jim did, to, you know, he cooperated with police, his blood alcohol level was 0.00, he wasn't drinking, like I said, so, um, this is just really tragic, and, um, prayers with, to the family, I'm not gonna, I don't know exactly what happened, and I'm not gonna make assumptions, so, that's all I'm gonna say about that, I hope Coach Beheim, you know, I hope he's all right mentally, and, um, not sure if he's going to coach the game Saturday, but uh, we'll see. So thoughts and prayers with those two families. All right, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to transition into the, a little bit of, of the Duke game that happened last night. Um, Duke was defeated. <clears throat> 80, I think it was, yeah, I didn't check the score. 88 to 72. And... The big story, obviously, was Zion Williamson um, leaving within the first minute due to uh, and what is uh, the diagnosis is he has a, str a sprained knee. I mean, his his knee kind of bent a funny way, and his shoe sort of exploded. If you didn't see it, I'm sure you did, which is everywhere. So, um, but uh, it sounds like. He won't be out for very long. He probably, I'm assuming that even if he were able to play Saturday, he wouldn't. So, um, hopefully he's healthy soon and ready to go for the ACC tournament because he's a great player and I just hope that um, he's able to play in that tournament. What really surprised me was how... Um, the way the rest of the Duke team kind of responded to his injury, they really, I mean, they looked just, I mean, despondent. I mean, they just did not, they didn't play well. And I'm obviously a lot of that had to do with Zion, but not being in the game. Um, but outside of RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish, who Barrett had 33 and Reddish had 27, the rest of the Duke team's starters and their bench combined for 12 points. I mean, uh, <laughs> they got to be better than that. I mean, the it's interesting to see what happen, happens to a team that relies so much on just a few players when one of, they lose one of their most important players. So... I mean, they're vulnerable right now. They're I mean, I think they're going to play better, obviously, Saturday. Coach K is a great coach. He's going to have them ready. But, I mean, this is the time for Syracuse to capitalize on this. Not that I want, you know, oh, he's out, you know. But Syracuse isn't guaranteed to make the tournament at this point yet. They need a few more signature wins or one or maybe one, just one. Um and Saturday's the time to do it. I mean, Duke's still a great team. They still have three five-stars, but this is a winnable game. Especially, I mean, I think Syracuse is playing well right now, obviously, and they need to carry that into Saturday and go win that game on their home floor if they want to you know, show the rest of the country that they belong. So... Um, some of the in, some interesting uh, stats from the game. Uh, the first game that Syracuse beat Duke 
on their home floor. I mean, Syracuse has been pretty porous offensively all year. And they scored 95 points in that game. And they, they actually out-rebounded Duke as well. I think by three or four or five or something. Um, Carolina scored 88 last night. And they also out-rebounded Duke by eight. Carolina only made two threes. I mean, I think Syracuse made a lot, way more than that. But I don't know the exact number. I should probably look that up, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, so I think that Duke is not a great defensive team, and they're obviously it's been pretty well documented how bad they've been shooting the three. Um, but this is a game Syracuse can win. Um, Duke is going to find out what it's made of Saturday, come Saturday night. Um, they're a great team. They still have Trey Jones and Cam Reddish and R.J. Barrett. But losing Zion, I mean, even with how great that team is, they're still going to need to step up. And it's not going to be easy losing him like the way they lost him. With only two days to prepare. So I expect a, a good game and I hope Syracuse comes out on top. This game means a lot more to Syracuse than it does to Duke. Duke is still firmly in the tournament, but um, you don't want to see Zion go down like that. So um, I think that pretty much wraps up. This is kind of a short up uh, podcast, but I just wanted to get something out there because I haven't really done anything in a while. So I've never done anything by myself. So this is a first for me too. Um, I think that Steve and I plan on having a podcast on Sunday. I think we're going to talk a little bit about NFL free agency and just some of the things that have been going on in the NBA lately. So uh, thanks for listening and subscribe, like, share, do all that good stuff. Um, See you later. I also really need to get some good intro music and some outro music, so stay tuned on that.